Welcome to the Holy Hour Podcast, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast. I'm Gavin. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope everybody is keeping safe out there and doing all right. I don't even know where we left off in this madness and uh, what's to come before this even comes out. So uh, we're going to stick to cure talk here. But on behalf of the Holy Hour Podcast, we... we uh, Definitely want to send our love out to everyone and hope you're being safe and uh, taking care and everyone around you and uh, is holding up strong and uh, fighting our way through this. Hopefully uh, we'll continue to get some good momentum going here and uh, we'll be all talking silly shit again together soon and uh, back to whatever the hell normal was. But it's a long road ahead still from this perspective. So let's all keep holding tight. And um, in the meantime, thank you for joining us. As you may have heard in the last episode, we are celebrating all month long, 17 seconds. And uh, like our past episode albums, um, album episodes, we've uh, like to follow them up with other people's perspectives. So it's not just Donald and Chaz and myself. Um talking about these albums and and throwing it out there to you guys so in case we miss something we want to cover it in as much detail as possible or just get some other perspectives and a lot of good stuff usually comes out of these this and um this episode is no different we've got some really cool um contributions from this one some of our nearest and dearest reached out to us we were very lucky and fortunate and uh, i'm gonna jump right into it and uh, share some great segments of us in various forms talking to you guys out there so um put your old bucket hat on and get comfortable um we got some 17 seconds talk first up is uh one of our oldest contributors to the show and perhaps the first person as we mentioned in this segment um that isn't an immediate family member or old time friend that we had on the show. Uh, one of the first strangers to contribute and, uh, it's Tyler out in San Francisco. So he's out in the thick of it and, uh, lets us know how he's doing in California and his thoughts on the Cure's sophomore album from 1980. This is Donald and myself talking with our old buddy, Tyler. Hello. Hey, Tyler, man. What's up, dude? How's it going? Ah, terrible. <sighs> scary. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> Terrified. You know, about the same. Yeah. So all the way out on the West Coast, right? Are you in L.A. or? Uh, San Francisco. San area. Francisco. Okay. Cool. So, yeah, you hanging in there, man? It's just it's a it's an unprecedented time. Yeah, it's this is uh, all the, new. This is all new. <laughs> yeah, it's we're just talking here. It's like it's so hard to just to know the pacing. You know, it's like I think everybody has like that. Yeah, you know, a week or so we got this. It's like a, like a storm, and then it's like a couple of weeks, and then it's like well, it's not that crazy to imagine this going on for uh, about three more months, and then about like are we talking? into the holidays or what's yeah. going on you know this is like a marathon now you know it's like so hard to to not lose your shit honestly <laughs> but uh yeah man, well thanks so much for talking with us tonight and uh no yeah. problem thank you for having me yeah uh 
Definitely. As far as introductions, Tyler, I believe you were the first contributor to this whole podcast, maybe even aside from family and friends that we immediately like roped in to set of obligation here. But uh, mm. you might have been the first person that actually said did something. So uh, anybody right. that's uh, been tracking the show from the start, you, you should know Tyler by now. It's been quite a journey. So thank you for uh, for uh, helping us along the way. There. Yeah, yeah, being part of it, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And sorry to hear with all this, you um, you know had a whole tour, right? And had to had to be one of the many that uh, postponed tour there, right? Uh, Well, completely canceled just because Uh, uh, a good number of the spots were um, pseudo DIY spots, and so just with how everything's going on, there's no assurance if those places are still even going to be able to be open once yeah. all this ends um but Sucks so bad yeah those little venues man are just gone like mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. A bummer. And, yeah and you know me and a lot of my closest friends were all musicians and so it's just yeah you know it's a difficult it's just difficult especially if yeah, you know like like I I know some people who do music and you know they go out and they do shows because they feel like it's kind of like you know it's going through the motions kind of thing. But like yeah. I, I I play shows because I actually enjoy playing shows. So yeah. that 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 was a like for me it was just like you know twisting the knife having yeah. to, having to cancel all that. And you get yeah, a later for those not familiar. <laughs> yeah, out there, yeah, right? exactly. So, yeah, we'll we'll definitely yep. put a link up for anyone not in the know there. So, yes. have you uh, taken advantage of the any ability to write time or anything, record or anything like oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Cool. I've I've got I have a good wealth of material that I've got awesome. demoed. <laughs> Is it all quarantine themed or anything, or are you just kind of no. focus it? Good, good. <laughs> yeah. so I have this fear that there's going to be all these albums about like. Uh, I, I think it's. Absolutely. I think it's kind of in poor taste, and also it's just kind of lame. Like yeah. seeing people come out with songs about the quarantine. It's like, yeah. all right, like, like we get it. Right. We're it's all like how doing many virus themed <laughs> albums are going to be yeah, dropping so in a few months. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Or like when all this went on, like when, when all this was starting, I, I saw a lot of people on like, you know, Facebook, Instagram, things like that being like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, binge watch <laughs> contagion or Chernobyl diaries. I'm like, yeah, no, like, 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 why would you do that? <laughs> yeah. I get as far away from that as you can. <laughs> totally. It's like, Hey, I'm going to freak myself out for a while. Yeah, even more. Mm. I know. I I think like a lot of records are going to be like, either like, like you know they talk about like the baby boom that might come out of this. I think <laughs> there's going to be like a record boom, and it's going to be like yeah, it's going to be either really dreamy like escapism kind of uh, <laughs> electronic shit, or it's going to be like just super like right, like just super angry <laughs> shit, and right. uh, it's. It's gonna be like uh, when when Reagan was elected. Exactly, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. So, where does any of your new material fall into the, either of those categories? You think of uh, does it have? 
dreamy or what was the second one, Donald? Or just really uh, chaotic black metal? No, what was the second? No, just like <laughs> okay. angry, just like yeah. in, in, you know, dreamy or like. I don't uh, tend to do stuff with very with really fast tempos, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm 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 using um, I'm finally recording with live bass, which is something I should have done a long time ago, but I didn't. But yeah. I finally am so. I'm throwing on like two off chorus pedals onto it. So. Doubling down. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely sound. It's it's sounding different than what I usually do, but oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. That's dope. Awesome. Well, I guess going back to the Cold War. Era feel of things too. Um, <laughs> 1980s, 17 seconds is why uh, we we've all come together on this lonely, isolated evening together. Um, but yeah. uh, figured out uh, we'd we'd see what your thoughts are on the Cure's second album, 17 Seconds. And uh, so yeah, where did that fit you into know, your discovery of the Cure? Did you the um, first two albums I heard of theirs were Pornography and The Head on the Door. That I yeah, definitely yeah. remember, and I know that nice. the and and I, I know the last one I heard was Three Imaginary Boys, um, <clears throat> and and I was actually thinking about this earlier is that I can't remember where in listening to them I first heard uh, Seventeen yeah. Seconds, um, but I knew a forest before yeah. listening to the album. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of all that I knew about this album going into it. Um, my, my listening to the cure was very different from how I would go about listening to most anybody else. I enjoy in that when I first got into the cure, I was like, I I was like, Holy shit. Like, like this is the band. And I'm not yeah. going to go and download everything and listen to it. So with The Cure, yeah. so The Cure was like the only band where like I would go out to record stores or you know yes. or Walmart or whatever <laughs> and actually buy the CDs. Yeah. So, yeah, so I ended up going out and buying all the, the two-disc deluxe versions that were out at the time. It's the best way to like mm. the fun and thrill of just like going out and like finding shit like that's half the battle and like that's it's way more satisfying like something that you like you can yeah. like binge watch it or whatever mm. it's so you know you could just download it and be like i got it but it's means a lot more to like find it out in the yeah. world I love that shit. And it's so weird, and it, and it's funny because I feel like that's a fairly common feel for Seventeen Seconds in particular because it is such a like like you said with the forest and a play for today. Mm. You know, I kind of like burned in with like standing on the beach and staring at the sea kind of thing. You know, so those were there; they were always established. And then when you are getting that that lump sum, it is easy, even if you are buying like the albums. You know, it's one that it kind of stews more than a lot of Cure albums. So it's like, yeah, if you get like, you know, like you got Kiss Me, Kiss oh, Me definitely. sitting there and you got yeah. like something like Faith and it's like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? And then you've got 17 seconds. It's kind of like, of course, you're probably going to gravitate more to the extremes first, you know? So it's a, it's a little unfortunate mm-hmm. for 17 seconds. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is always that sneaky one that's in the cracks. Very sneaky. Waiting. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, because it's 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 not you know the punk album, which is mm-hmm. you know three imaginary boys, and it's yeah. not the gloomy atmospheric album, which is faith. It's yeah. it's like the I don't want to say weird, but it's the interim album. Um, having said that, I do think it definitely. It, I mean, it it definitely leans a lot more towards faith than three yeah. imaginary boys. Totally. Um, and I was re-listening to it today in preparation to talk about it. And something that I noticed is that despite there being more 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 members of the band and more instruments technically on it than three imaginary boys mm-hmm. it still sounds much more sparse than three imaginary boys yeah absolutely dude definitely that's strange yeah because just in the recap one that we recorded that hasn't come out yet we kind of also had that more surprisingly recent discovery where then it was like it's almost more stripped down feeling in a sense yeah. than oh, three yeah. magic boys even because it's so like spread out you know it's not you know it's it that's it's the it's the album where they notice like the space yeah, yeah every every instrument has has its own place it's not like something like overcrowded like like, like object where just the right. guitar is everywhere right punch you in the face right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i mean a lot of that's the tempo because the songs do have more room to breathe and they're Mm -hmm. you know kind of at a slower pace they're not like just like full-on post-punk you know like right but at the same time yeah it is it's very strange that it never really dawned on me or it's like yeah there's definitely more atmosphere on this one but but it almost feels like there's less you know in between the spaces there so yeah it's and it's cool. definitely them making making use of the space. And I think that it's fitting that, you know, this is the first album that Robert produced. Yeah. It's normally something that comes with time. Yeah. You know, as a musician, you know, just like, ah, just chill out and give it some space. And like, dude was like 20 or some shit. Like, yeah. And he's like, ah, I didn't get some space in between these notes. <laughs> like, yeah. <that's> dope. <laughs> people have mentioned and we we've kind of been getting different opinions on the idea of you know it's been said this feels more like the first cure album where would you would you stay agree with that then you think oh my god mm-hmm. yes yeah. i'm actually like and i've gotten into, into very intense <laughs> debates over this but <laughs> me actually Three Three Imaginary Boys is my least favorite Cure album because okay. to me it, it just it doesn't sound like a Cure album. I don't yeah. think it's a bad album. I just think it's a bad Cure album. And I know that I'm definitely in the minority here, but like I I would rather listen to Four Thirteen Dream or the self titled or you know Wild yeah. Mood Things before Three Imaginary Boys because um, I, I think Three Imaginary Boys. I mean, and, and, and Robert has said this, which is that, you know, those songs were written when he was like, you know, 15, 16, 17. Yeah. And like, you know, they're fun, punky or post-punky songs. I think that besides a handful of them, mm-hmm. they don't really fit with what the band ended up becoming. So Absolutely. I always, so, so I always saw 17 seconds as, you know, maybe not, the first Cure album, but the first proper 
pure album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good wording. As much as we've been mm-hmm. tossing this around, it's like yeah, this and that. It's like, but yeah, mm-hmm. proper. I like that word for it. Yeah, right? it's like, this is the first it proper. Up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and well and, stated. and I think it's definitely them coming into their own and. You know, as much as I think that Michael Dempsey is a great bassist, it took him not being in the band anymore yeah. for them to come into their own. But, right. but but the pro of that is that then we have Simon. Yeah, and just how that helps the the pieces that of what we know of the Cure start to merge oh, yeah. and you know come together for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you look at their trajectory after 17 seconds, you know, you have faith and then you have pornography. And I, I just don't think that the cure would be what they are without them having made 17 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Because totally. you can't start that deep in it. You know, like if like if they came out blazing with faith, even, you know, I'd be like, whoa, that was like yeah. zero to a hundred. And then mm-hmm. like, you know, or God forbid they came out blazing with like pornography right after three <laughs> measure, but it was just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> right. like, Jesus <laughs> so, I mean, you, you really yeah. do have to like get it on a track first and then slowly start cranking mm-hmm. it up more and more get the way ease. they did. It's like easing into a hot bath. Yeah. That was just you know really... what I mean? Like that, just that whole string of records, like 17 seconds is when you're like dipping your toes in the bath and you're like ooh 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 yeah <laughs> and and then it just gets better and better as far as like just the actual album then do um do you feel like there's any standout like strengths versus weaknesses with it as, as a whole um, i don't think that Lol <laughs> tolhurst drumming is any tighter than it is on 17 seconds i it's think that best. as far i don't necessarily think it's his best i think his best ooh. drumming is on pornography on something like yo dude you're right like, yeah like it's a fucking tight head, as fuck. you know <laughs> um yeah dude but but as far as just like you know he played the right drum at the right time i think that's 17 seconds yeah um and i think that fuck yeah i mean it's such it's 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 it, it's such a unique album because you know like you throw the words like sparse and space and you know how open it sounds, but then you get to the end of something like Secrets, where it's like as as dense as the album gets, and you have the interplay mm-hmm. with the guitar and the piano. So I, I mean, for me, as far as like particular moments on the album goes, that's one of my favorite moments on the album. Um, you know, okay. of course. Of course, Play for Today and The Forest are going to be the two songs everybody talks about. For mm-hmm. me, though, like one of my favorite songs on it was always At Night. Yeah. And, like, I just think that that, I, like, that song just rips. Absolutely. The best riff. Oh, my like, God. Such yeah. a good yeah. fucking it's... riff. And the drums mm-hmm. sound dope as fuck. Uh, yep. Like,. And it's one of those, I mean, it's like a six and a half minute long song and it feels like it's half that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how the pacing of all, a lot of the album anyway is like, doesn't match with the reality of its running time, you know, right. the mm-hmm. whole album you know, yeah. versus the little snippet songs, you know, and it's just like, yeah, things that seem like are really long or shorter than they are and things that are yeah. shorter than they are seem way longer, you know, it, it is really. <laughs> it definitely 
is one of those albums i think where even if you move one song like to the place <laughs> before it or after it it completely throws yeah like the whole experience changes like yeah. going back to the top i think that like besides shake dog shake and maybe the song the top you can mm. change around the track listing in the middle and you're probably going to get around the same experience it doesn't yeah, matter totally. right yeah but with, but but like with 17 seconds like i i can't imagine it not in the running order that it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh it is very like you know we've mentioned this in other <clears throat> snippets or somewhere too but I, I feel like it's it's so like mapped out with like the like intro mm-hmm. little, you know instrumental track especially that first half or it's just like yeah. what the, it's almost like setting it up like it's a way longer album than it is you know it's yeah. like do we need a fucking intermission on this thing it's <laughs> yeah, not you that do. long yeah. you know it's like, I think you do like <laughs> yeah I mean it's just like, like a really well orchestrated it's, like short story like yeah I mean, it's, it's definitely perfect. part of its charm it's like all set up like a you know epic like it takes you it takes you through it like yeah but I think that also, like that, that also shows one of Robert's strengths, which is that, like, reading about Three Imaginary Boys, one of the things that you always see is how unhappy he was with the track listing because yes. he didn't get control over what songs right. were on it. So for me, seventeen seconds is just him being like, "Fuck you!" Here's the perfect running order. Yeah, Here it is. True. And just having Absolutely. it totally by the reins and, you know, everything down to the album cover and, yeah. and you know, everything, mm-hmm. just having his vision captured perfectly for whatever yeah. it was, you know, it's like, all right, and look how t- take it, it or leave it, you know, what's that? Look, and look how dope it is. Like, look at yeah. the legacy. Like, we're talking about it right now because it's like, it's a pretty, like, visually and uh, audibly, like, it's, yeah. it's great. 40 years on now yeah do you feel like even from when you started <laughs> to stump whenever the year may have been of when you when you did hear it for the first time has it changed over that period of time even for you any? i think it has it's 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 the same yeah. way where like i mean and i i know i'm you know, probably saying something that a lot of people would agree with. But, you know, if you if you re-listen to something like 413 Dream or the self-titled album, like, of course, you're going to find some gems on those albums because they exist. Yeah. But revisiting something like 17 Seconds after having not heard it for, I mean, gosh, I don't think I'd heard it in maybe a year or so before, Whoa, before I re-listened to it today. Okay. Um, yeah. Just because I, because I have so much fuck, man? On, like, do, you, do you even know what the cure is? Like, yeah, right. Jesus, man. Um, yeah. But it's like, it's like revisiting <laughs> an old friend, you know, yeah. or it's, 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 it's like rewatching like, I don't know, in a Kira Kurosawa film when you're five or ten years older than the first time you saw it, where now all of a sudden yeah. it has a whole completely different meaning for you. You don't necessarily notice the parts because the whole is just this complete image. 
Thank you for talking with us yeah, too. Right. Yeah, Happy thanks so you. much, man. And uh, I hope uh, you keep safe out there and uh, everything around you stays as sane as <laughs> possible you. there. And you get back on the road and making those awesome tunes soon. So. Thank Glad you, man. Alive. <laughs> thank you <laughs> well thank you for having me guys I'll talk to you later absolutely take care dude anytime take care thanks a lot alright thanks again Tyler always a pleasure hearing from you and I uh, hope you're still doing well out there and uh, again, be sure to check out Tyler's music. He goes by Violator, and we'll put a link to that in our Facebook thread for this episode. Up next, we have a fellow named Eric, who I've been dying to get on the show. Um, been sending emails back and forth with Eric lately, and uh, and has lots of cool insights and cool cure discoveries he's been uh, sending my way. And uh, we really wanted to call him up, um, but like an idiot, I realized that if uh, I'd called him, uh, internationally from my phone. He's in Ottawa and, uh, I, it would be extra charges, which is blows my mind still, but you know, we're going to work out something with like a, everyone's doing the zoom now. So, uh, zoom and, or Skype or something. So we're going to have a full on conversation with Eric hopefully soon, but he was such a good sport. Um, he, he still wanted to contribute to this episode. So I, I sent a few topics along to him and he did it the old fashioned way here on the holy hour podcast where, uh, let the stream of consciousness flow and uh, had a, has a lot of great points in here. So I'm happy to introduce to the show Eric and his thoughts on 17 seconds. Hey, Gavin, this is Eric and I uh, want to say hi to you guys. Thanks for all the work you do with the podcast. It's been a great find. Uh, been listening to The Cure since about... 1986-87, at which point I was in middle school, or maybe grade 9 or something, and um, 17 Seconds was one of the earlier cassettes that I got, and um, definitely made an impact. I think going back though, my first introduction to the cure was the standing on the beach cassette with all the b-sides and that was a fantastic intro you know what's all been said before the b-sides being just as excellent and eclectic and uh, innovative as what was on the a-side um but i did give an intro to a whole bunch of singles that i'd missed when i was too young to catch them and uh, A Forest was obviously a really cool sound. Eventually, after that, I think I got, it was a Christmas where I got Head on the Door and 17 Seconds on cassette. And so that was kind of the next phase of exploration. And so that's just cool for me because for me, getting to know 17 Seconds was really a winter album. And I think it, fit, it fits the imagery and tone of, of the record well. Uh, really, I remember walking around with a Walkman in the snow uh, to the bus stops, walking the dog, just feeling the cold air and being alone in uh, wintry Canada, you know, where it's dark early, 
it just really fit the tone of the album well. And so I have vivid memories of that being my first impression and how the sound uh, really fit the mood of, of uh, cold winter. I guess the imagery on the cover is maybe more like fall, but still I think it fits well. I did really like the sparseness of the sound and how it was downplayed. My opinion about it has not really changed much over the years. Maybe it's become more refined and um, contrasted with the other albums as they came out. <clears throat> but I still feel like it's one of the most cohesive albums that they have. I love that it was recorded in 14 days or something like that, two weeks. I love that they pulled that off with very um, few changes in instrumentation in the tracks. It sounds very tight and um, sounds like they really stuck to their vision in recording it. And I feel like it really comes through more so than some of the um, future albums, you know. The other thing is it's not really a debut album. I don't really see it that way. Clearly the beginnings of The Cure were more in the post-punk period of Three Imaginary Boys. But to be fair, I don't feel like I've ever really latched on to that, to that album very much. I feel like that's been kind of a, a loose collection of songs and kind of a pointer of where they could go. Um, but that rockier sound was not really what I was looking for. I had more of a pop um, ear at the time, and so I never really caught on to uh, to much of Three Imaginary Boys. And then I feel like Seventeen Seconds is really where they started taking ownership of the, the vision they wanted for the band. It's a good extension to the anti-image they were trying to portray at the time. It kind of carried over from Three Imaginary Boys with, again, no band or Robert showing up on the album cover. There's kind of a, an odd blandness to it. I don't mean that in a negative way, but just kind of a uh, a veneer over everything that's happening and uh, it's it's personal in some rec in some ways but also a little bit oblique and uh, yeah I just feel like this continued the trend of not uh, purposefully not having an image for me um, I love that it's short and to the point um, personally I don't like the extra long sprawling albums, maybe Disintegration being the exception, but I prefer a shorter number of tracks. And I love that it's under an hour and kind of punchy that way. I think if it was longer, it would be uh, too much. I love the instruments and how uh, plain they are. It's, it's almost defined in the way that it's underwhelming. Uh, there's very little flourishes on the album. I'm not a musician and I don't know, <laughs> um, you know, musical technique or anything like that. I, I wouldn't be able to speak about that. But there's something deliberate about how plain and to the point the music is delivered and how much space there is between the notes. I, I really, really like that. And some of that continued on to faith. And I really love how they use space as much as instruments and very paced um, timing. And uh, the drumming, as we know, uh, almost robotic, but uh, and they could be 
it could be almost synths, um, but I love how they're delivered and it really uh, feeds the sound well. To me, this is a, a low key, low sounding album. Best played when it's kept simple. It's the one thing I kind of miss about some of the live performances is I feel like they try to uh, rock it up a little bit too much. And I feel like this one would be fantastic if it was heard in a small venue, um, really tight, small club with lots of uh, synth and atmosphere and quiet, you know, in between the songs. Anyway, that's that's my, my feel. I, I love how it's quiet that way. And, the, and all the songs really fit in well together. I like, um, I like the themes on the album. I feel like it's a little bit, a little bit immature. I'm, I'm a big lyrics guy, uh, but I feel like it's a little bit immature in its approach to being philosophical um, and points of view. But at the same time, there's kind of a cool exploration of some themes, De definitely, mm, isolation and uh, desolation like in a forest and at night i think there's a lot of references to time and um like spending time in your house and 17 seconds as a measure of time uh, lots of references to time and space too you know it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of void on this album that they're exploring and I think that that's really, really cool. For me, the standout tracks are Forest, for sure. Uh, Forest is probably in my top two songs <laughs> consistently. Um, and uh, Alive, it's a completely different song, of course. And in this case, I really do like the long versions, but that's clearly the standout track. Um, and apart from that, I've always really liked um, M and 17 seconds and uh, play for today a couple of tracks I've never really taken to uh, like Secrets I know some people love that one not, not so much and at night I find just a little long um, I kind of know what they're going for it sounds like a really drawn out long night in the cold uh, but I feel like it's just like one minute too long uh, but otherwise awesome I really like 17 seconds I've always thought that was such a cool closer and it's so cool too to know that they opened some shows with that one I've always been intrigued by 3 and I, I recently rediscovered that 3 was um, kind of based on Forever Live if you pick up on some of the early versions of Forever it's uh kind of a version of three and so that's cool the words are always a jumble and it's always been a puzzle trying to hear them but <laughs> i kind of like that too has the album changed in any way for me over the years well i think all of the albums have changed for me over the years and that's more my my relationship with the cure but i still like it i find it enjoyable um definitely has more of a nostalgia feel for me now, now that I'm in my late 40s and not my early teens. Um, but uh, I feel like it, it holds up really well. You know, when, it, when that's what I want to hear, that's what I want to hear, basically. And that's true for all of the, all of the albums. 
and where does it fall in relative albums? I can't possibly answer that. Um, that changes constantly. I don't think I reach for this one very often, but when this is what I want to hear, then that's what it is, you know? That's basically how it is, so it just depends on the mood I'm in. Um, what else can I say? I think um, I think it's a great intro to the kind of dark trilogy, and for me this is the more innocent of the three. I feel like Robert's exploring some themes of relationship, and like I said, void, and some uh, exploration of issues of time and space, and um, kind of interesting that he is exploring relationships at this point, when then you move, and it's sad, it's a sad album, a little bit desolate, but not nearly as... um, dark as faith becomes faith has a bit more of maturity but also explores more issues of existentialism and uh, futility a little bit deeper and then of course pornography which i probably tend to listen to far more often but that has as much darkness but also anger and um madness you know and so that's that's more what I pull for. Anyway, I've rambled on for a long time. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to give my few cents. And, and I hope to be able to chat to you guys in person sometime. Or, I mean, real live. Hopefully we can make that happen technologically one day. Uh, take care. Uh, keep on doing what you're doing. I love your, I love, uh, your dedication and your, your work. And uh, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks so much, Eric. Definitely want to get a full conversation in with you very soon. So much good cure insight there. And uh, we appreciate you doing the solo talking there for us. And, uh, and I love to hear every minute of it. So thank you very much. And uh, we're going to shift now to a conversation uh, that Donald, Chaz, and myself had uh, with Kelly out in Tennessee. Uh, this was a snippet taken from the Quarantine Talk mystery caller episode we did recently but we got rolling with uh, so much corona talk and wrapping our heads around everything that um i figured we'd pull out the 17 seconds business from that one and uh use it here so it seems a little more appropriately placed here but uh kelly had some great things to say about 17 seconds so let's hear how it was rolling that night Seventeen seconds, though. The fact that it turns forty, though, I think it's it's it, 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 when you, things are weird when you attach a number. Like last year, we were discussing disintegration being thirty, you know, and 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 now we're talking about this one turning forty. So it's it's weird it's when you attach a number time. to it, you know. Yeah. I feel like it's an album that should be more celebrated than yeah, yeah. Uh, than some of the other ones that that have been. I mean, we all love disintegration. Don't get me wrong, but like, but like, seventy seconds is far more important in there. You know, we couldn't get to disintegration without seventeen seconds. I guess that's what I'm absolutely. Saying, yeah, 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 and for is sure. Seventeen seconds is calling it. Like they're calling that progression. 
Yeah, it's exactly. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like the Babe Ruth I'm, I'm of the, of the uh, run. Yeah, it's gonna be like fucking like gonna, thirty years or whatever later. It's gonna take it's like nine initial, years, but I'm gonna get there. You know. Yeah, yeah it's like that initial push too. You know, it's like that's the that's the one that gets the ball rolling in that yeah. direction yeah. for sure. You know, it's like, and it's yeah. weird because of all the ones of all the of all like the albums from that era. That's that one's the bar, by even compared to you know uh, uh, three imaginary boys. That's the one that's by far the most minimalist. Uh, yeah, it is extremely yeah. minimalist compared to the others. You know, because even though like space sounds like it was recorded in a cave, but you know, but like it, it's the, the the sound has been filled with, with that reverberation, and there's none of that on seventeen seconds. It's completely Dude. minimalist. It, 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 it it's like I see what you're saying. It's like if you took like a through imaginary boys and like 17 seconded it up a bit you know like recording wise like oh, if yeah. you took if you took all like and and uh boys don't cry as well and you did it up like 17 second style like dressed it up like they'd be yeah. really different records but this is the first one that like bam like yeah really yeah yeah. Hit that sound, yeah. That cure sound becomes more of the what we what we're used to. That like you have when some people are like, oh, I don't like it because uh, you know, first record is more of a punk record, and then this one in a second they slow down. And I said, there's nothing, nothing slow about Seventeen Seconds. Uh, the songs yeah. still move very very quickly. There's just it's punk as fuck. Yeah, like but the there's just the what's happening in the song has just been. Uh, a little more dissected. Yeah, you know, yeah. Quick it's, it's like the album really yeah. moves. Delineated, like it's like what thirty three, thirty four minutes long. I yeah. mean, you blink it, it's over. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, I feel like it's know. so short. It's like one of the things with that record that's so weird because you know when you compare it to a lot of the ones around it, and then like. You know, it's definitely shorter, but at the same time, it's not really that much shorter than like Faith. I think it was. I have the numbers written out for when we do the 17 second episode, but sometimes it just, I think it is because it has like those instrumental tracks that are so short and then the other ones are short. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just so like kind of fragmented more. And it, like you said, you just like so many times I put that album on and it's like I start to do something and then I'm like, oh shit, it's over. <laughs> you yeah. know, like I even forgot, you know, it just kind of yeah, blazes absolutely. through like everything so fast. It's really I I listen to that. I listen to that on cassette a lot when I get home from work, like to chill out. Mm-hmm. And it is just like I'll be talking, and, uh, you know, with my wife or whatever, just like listen to it, and then like a minute later, Oop, it's like I have, it. to flip, <laughs> I have to flip it to side two because yeah. it's like big bang, and it's like it zones me out so hard, which is hard, <laughs> you know. Like I like long zone zone art records. Yeah. Like that, like on CD, or is kind of better for me. Or yeah, like listening to it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, flipping that is like because it is like a whole. And Faith has a few of those songs, like Drowning Man and stuff, that like just stretch, you know, so much that it's like, you know, like there isn't really that much of that on Seventeen Seconds, no. you know, like like the dronier songs are those short little tiny guys you know mm-hmm. so it's uh, yeah uh, the it was like bing bong bong it's like yeah. that for like <laughs> like a, a minute 30 it's definitely yeah. like uh it's still definitely you know because the songs were developed live so there was still definitely like 
you know, okay, we got to play these live. We have to be able to keep their attention. Yeah. yeah. You know, in a live setting. So you could, you, you know, even though they did stray from the formula of, of the time, they still kept a part of it in there. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Faith was like most none, most of those were not road tested prior to them yeah. making the record, so it, <laughs> so I think there's 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 why there's a little bit more space baby between steps. everything. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you're saying like little baby steps, like yeah, instead of long shit, you know, it's like yeah, like 17 seconds just holds on to that like like kind of like just short boom boom boom, boom in. Yeah, like, I, mean, I think uh, I think the forest like, might be the longest song on there. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, right? That's like the shortest version of a forest is the one that's yeah, on the actual <laughs> album. Yeah, you know, totally. it's, like, it's like you always think that song's like so long, and then like the, you listen to the album version, and it's like, huh, yeah, it's already over. <laughs> it's like totally just I wait for that last part version. to drag out longer. Yeah, it's then, perfect. Yeah, I play it live, love the album version. So, like sometimes I want to listen to it, and it's like I don't have like fucking fifteen minutes right now. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, the, the album still. I mean, to me, it, it could come out. It could come out today, and and I think it would. Yeah. It would be. I think it, you know, I wasn't yeah. around back then, so I don't know. But like to me, it, it was you know, it sold well enough in those days. You know, it started in those days. But I think like if it came out today, it would it would be it would be maybe a bigger hit today. Uh, yeah, it's definitely you know. like that sound enough is like something that would be like super cool retro now, you know, like yeah, where right. I could totally see an indie band. Like especially the drums, know. the way the drums sound, like people are still doing that. Yeah. You know, people yeah. are still trying to achieve that, you know, that very, uh, tight minimalist, you know, no space type of uh type of sound you know like yeah, did you hear that frankie rose cover version she did like the whole album of that was, um, oh no 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 i know no, I yeah heard it's that. really good because they just totally do it like indie rock band style and it sounds <clears> you know like almost too similar where they just fucking nail it you know but it's cool because it's like female vocals and it's just a little tighter because it's modern you know but it's like you know all the sounds are like tweaked in and they nail it hitting, but uh hitting it, that it, reverb yeah i mean it's just like the perfect example of like you know them channeling that sound you know and how it doesn't Mm -hmm. sound that crazy it sounds like an indie band now you know and uh, yeah yeah it's it's pretty cool i mean you can make that in your bedroom now you know you don't need drum triggers and you know and and you know yeah and isolation all that comes in a standard issue piece of software now and right and uh but you know, but it's all you know. It's, it's all on how you use it, I suppose. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I mean, what I, what I think is hilarious is for ages, I thought the drums on that album were a drum machine. Yeah, a very yeah. well yeah. programmed growing, drum machine. Growing up, I always thought that too. I think because it is so robotic. Yeah, and, you know, it's just... Wool's fucking like heyday, man. Like that's where he's <laughs> like the Lowell that gives respect. Like he he drum machine that shit like. He was so impressive. Has um has seventeen seconds changed much for you since you initially got into the Cure? Like just over uh, your lifespan of Cure fandom? Well, uh, okay. Here's a funny story. Well, we'll call it uh-huh. funny, but uh, when I first heard the album, somebody put it on a cassette for me. Uh-huh. So um, 
it sits on like one side of a 90 minute tape. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they put something out, a bunch of other stuff on the other side. But so for, for the longest time before I bought it on CD, um, I would listen to the tape, but the first song reflection, it would skip. Uh, so whoever taped it off the CD, the first track was skipping for at least six minutes. Oh, wow. And reflection's like yeah. only two minutes. Okay. <laughs> but but the way that the the way that it skipped, you actually did, it didn't sound like a CD skip. Yeah, um, it sounded in this, this kind of this weird choppy. It was all it's like it's it was like borderline rhythmic. <laughs> and and, uh, uh, and the way the way it was doing that, and anyway, I think it was pretty obvious. And uh, if, I don't know if I have the tape anymore. Pretty obvious that who, uh, the person that made it for me uh, hit the button on the CD player just to go to the next track. Right, because um, it probably would have kept going. But for the longest time, I thought that's what the song was. <laughs> like you disappointed. Interesting lead off track. Yeah, and so I get the I got the CD. You know, I was in high school sometime, and uh, you know, I think I bought it at like Best Buy or whatever, and yeah. uh, um, and, and I was like, oh, that's weird. That song's short. You know, or like, well, let's go. And I thought maybe I had some like different version. And then like the more I thought about, it, I realized, okay, no, the CD was just whoever recorded it for me was just skipping. You know, and, and that's awesome. uh, oh man, or, or maybe I have the vinyl version where there was a lot groove, you know, or something. And and but no, that's not the case. Yeah. And it's like it. You love that more than the original version, you know? <laughs> In a way, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. You know, it made the album longer. I'll tell you that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you hold it closer to your heart. And, like, yeah. told us a story about it. Like, if only the song was a little shorter. Because <laughs> uh, you know, because like, um, it, it, I always say there's like two different. There, there's two different Cure fans. There's there's those that thought "Kiss Me" was uh, too long, and those that thought it wasn't long enough. Yeah. You right. know. And and because I have heard that from people, they're like, "Oh, that was just too long for me. There's too many songs on it, whatever." And yeah. and I kind of look at 17 seconds is like is isn't a similar thing. Or those of us who think it's oh yeah, it is what it is, and those of us who are like, "Well, it could have been longer," you know, yeah. like there could have been more on it. And considering some of the B sides they that that have come out over the years, uh, that have reared its head, or some of the works in progress that have reared its head, it tells me yes, it could have been longer. It could have had two yeah. more songs on it, you know. Like, uh, even some of the B sides to me were album worthy, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. like another yeah. journey by train. That's a good, good song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. They should you have just connected it, and but yeah, you could see how they. I mean, the whole thing was so rushed with the process, and you know, ten days. They made that in ten days. Too, where you're, yeah, and you can. Like, and ten you know, days, they, and that, and that's amazing though when you think about it. Like you, it, you, you hear. You hear you hear that, and you think, "Oh man, they put a lot of time into this. They put a lot of effort into this, and they really got into it." But the really the truth is, they just put a lot of effort into writing the songs. They didn't spend a whole lot of time making the album. Nah, you know? yeah, it's very so. And and that's a testament of the songwriting at the time as well. That there was a huge, there's a major focus on 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 the songs. Like they um, just kind of like plowed through the record, like. 
you know. Like they had a million ideas and were just like. He had a distinct sound he wanted to do, and they had the distinct songs, you know. So it was like check, check, kind of. <laughs> let's do it and get it out, you know. So, and so. I remember he was talking about yeah. Low being one of the big yeah. influential albums, and and it's because of. I mean, I didn't own Low for you know uh, for the longest time, and I, I think I read it in like the liner yeah. notes when. Uh, maybe it was in the 10 imaginary years book or something. And I immediately felt like, well, I have to get that album. I have to get low. Right. And, right. and then I had friends who were like, you don't have that already. And I'm like, <laughs> you, know, like <laughs> you know, like, and then you listen to low and you're like, Oh, okay. I totally, totally see it. I totally see where, <laughs> where, where the, you know, you know, yeah. you know, and they say like, like we, I think that's why this album, like, this album has been, it, it gets, it gets celebrated. And I really wish people would celebrate it more. I really wish they would. Uh, and I, I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this thing and like, Oh, he's wrong. Everyone loves that record. But it, I like, I disagree. It's not true. People, forget about that album often yeah uh, i do feel like it's you know, underrated but yeah, yeah forgotten one. i think it's i think it gets forgotten you know yeah. i think i think pornography steals its attention yeah because it is a little bit lost too where it's not like the dark is they're gonna go by any means and it's not no. the poppiest they're gonna go so it is kind of like the, you know, in their history, in their timeline, of course, like we all see how important it was and everything. But like to the average listener, it might be like it's not poppy enough to be the ultimate poppy one, and it's not dark Great. enough to be dark. So yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, but it'll get there. Maybe this is the year for it—the fortieth birthday. <laughs> this will be the year that it gets its due. So sound-wise, yeah. lyric-wise, like it really sets the <laughs> tone for like yeah. It's like the declaration of uh, cure dependence. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, like, yeah, this is it. This is where we're headed. You're either with us or you're not. You know? <laughs> like it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it or not. This is where this, yeah. things are changing, you know. And, yeah. And, and I like to think of all the other bands around that time, you know, even though I mean, Joy Division was, was heading in, heading in that really minimalist, yeah. dark, dark yeah. um, uh, direction anyway. But, but I, I like to think that they kind of like, uh, they put their foot down and decided, like, okay, we, 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 the punk thing's not going to last. Yeah. You know, like, so, so if we're going to stick around, we need to not just try something new, but like try something that's like no one else is really doing. Yeah. And, and Joy Division does very much the same thing, and and yeah. in, in that regard, and like they made their like, they're you know they're kind of more I don't call it aggressive, but they made their like, okay, this is our. Or, you know, our punk album, whatever, and then they, they made the more ethereal record after that. So, so in a nutshell, it, it is by far, I, I think, uh, if you were to think of like top five albums, I would definitely put 17 seconds in like, you know, in that, in that category. Yeah. So. Cool. All right. Thanks so much, Kelly. Always a pleasure talking to you and uh, hearing your thoughts. And uh, thanks for providing even more great content here to the Holy Hour. And I hope you're still doing well out there in Tennessee. We're going to head north now. We're going to go to the Lion's Den, the belly of the beast, New York. We're going to go track down our buddy Arusha and make sure she's doing okay up there. If anybody's got some insight on all this madness, it's got to be Arusha. So I uh, had the pleasure of calling up Arusha and uh, talking with her 
uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, getting some thoughts on all this craziness and of course 17 seconds Welcome back to the show, Arusha. And uh, before we officially do try to focus on 17 seconds, I know you have a lot of cure buds out there all over the world that um, it would be an unjust injustice to uh, not not check in and, and for you to be able to, I'm sure they're worried about you is what I'm saying. So uh, for, for their sake, uh, can, do you want to say hi to any of your international buds and let them know the status of things in New York City? Hello out there and... Radio land, <laughs> podcast land, TV land. Uh, things are weird in New York. They're surreal, but um, I feel uh, content and peaceful in my abode, as some of you may or may not. First of all, my name is Arusha. Yes, and welcome back. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, uh, I've been working on a documentary for 20 years on and off. I never have the money, and now that COVID-19 is struck, I still don't have the money. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> Through uh, following the cure around in 2016, I met Carl, who's now my roommate, and so he's a good buddy, and we're we're hunkering down in Brooklyn, and so I'm, I'm happy to have, like, a peaceful living situation, yeah. you know, because I've had many different roommates in New York, and if under different circumstances it would be a little bit colder and weirder but yeah and yeah. i live in a great apartment building and so you know it's weird and it's sad i feel I, my heart goes out mainly to the to the healthcare workers you yeah. know um but it's also you know new york is such a a big and bold intense place that it's kind of it's kind of heartwarming to be here during this because people really do kind of pull together yeah um so it sucks it's scary it's terrifying you know um but in my neighborhood i feel like people are taking care of themselves and each other and being safe and there's even signs outside like little flyers that say like help you know feed the elderly and blah 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 yeah that's cool yeah, but the only thing now is like, like I wanted to do that, but I'm like, well, maybe I should wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's like, it's like I, don't, I don't really going to go over there, you know. I don't want to. I don't know what I have. I don't know what they have. It's like, it's just, yeah, but just you know, people should know that even though there's a lot of hysteria in the newscast, and it is scary, and the horrible things are happening here. Good things are happening too, yeah. and there are people looking out for each other. And I'm glad, uh, yeah, you sound well. So that makes us all feel well, I think. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. So how's the uh, the cure been playing a lot then? Uh, as we focus on 17 seconds, has it been any sort of soundtrack in particular going there for you guys as Cure fans? Quarantine. Well, you know, I think this will tie into 17 seconds. Actually, now yeah. I can't remember if it came after Faith or 17 seconds. But I've been digging the Carnage Visors for, yeah. like, chilling out and kind of meditating. Yeah. Um, like, trying to do a little yoga routine at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, so here's the thing about 17 Seconds for me is that I actually, when I first heard The Cure in the, the early 80s when I was a teenager, I wanted to go out and get their records. Um 
you know, with my piggy bank money. Mm-hmm. And I went to the record store and I was like, well, what the fuck record do I buy? And I didn't know what to get because there was the Japanese whispers with the little baby heads on it. And right. then there was this, you know, pornography with this weird faces on it. And then there was this album with these ladies waving red flags. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck is this? So I got it. And it was Halfway Ever After. So my first introduction to 17 Seconds in Space was through Halfway Ever After. We're together, huh? Yeah, that's cool. And I still have that record. Awesome. That exact, I mean, like that exact record. And I think I actually have three <laughs> copies. I'm trying to sell one. Well, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting way because somebody brought that up too um, of like, you know, being introduced, you know, it could have been roughly the same with me where I might've even bought the tape of faith in 17 seconds when I was backtracking, trying to get them all, you know, like Mm -hmm. at least within the same month, I probably got both of them, but just knowing those were both, you know, in the same actual album, you know, or what what was happily ever after? Was it two discs or was like all on one side? No, it must've been two records, right? Well, it's, yeah, it's two, it's two LPs. So at the time, you know, this, Here's the thing: is like I had only heard "Let's Go to Bed" at a at a at a party. All right, or something. Yeah. And I was like, "Who is this?" And and somebody's like, "Oh, secure." And I'm like, "Whoa!" So you know, it's kind of poppy. And I think I must have heard maybe the walk, or maybe I saw um, in between days shortly after that on um, MTV. Right. So then I go by faith in 17 seconds and i'm like uh quite a jump yeah <laughs> it's like whoa so it took me a while to get into it and then i and then i got into it and i was like oh yeah yeah do you remember on like that first kind of reaction to it do you remember like you know certain, like like forest and play for today kind of standing out or was it all just kind of like so different from the popular stuff you had heard well no the, the whole record it was like a wash in the beginning i yeah. remember the, the 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 cheesy drum sounds yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> you know i was like what what is this like i just couldn't yeah. couldn't really grab onto it but then then i would just let the record play and that's when it really sunk in and it sunk in as an entire record for me. Yeah. There was never like a standout song, like a forest never stood out to me. Play for today never stood out for me. It became the whole experience of it. Yeah. And I would say that even actually things like songs like a reflection and secrets and three, maybe not secrets, Uh a reflection and three, and then as weird as the fi- the final sound is, and then I'm like naming every song, but <laughs> yeah, that's all of them. All to, <laughs> nah. But it, yeah, it just became like a, a complete album experience, which is something that I really, really love. Yeah. About any band. Yeah. And even The Cure in particular are just so good at those, you know, like those classic albums too. Just, you know, such a feel through the whole thing, you know, very cohesive, you know, theme that was, you know, such a mood that, you know, even if you weren't particularly, like you're saying, picking the songs or anything, it would just always be, the, I want to hear that mood more than that song, you know. It's a, definitely like faith and stuff too. So carries over. Well, What's cool is like when you are so used to hearing an album that 
as soon as a certain song ends, your brain automatically goes to the next song on the yeah, record. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that one has that a lot. Well, each song just kind of totally hands it off to the next one in particular. So we had mentioned that too. Would you ever notice like the there was a weird thing with the cassette where um like play for today was bumped to the second side of the cassette, but only on like US and UK. Like totally somebody pointed it out to me and I had like no idea, but it was like the only one, like all the records and all the CDs, you know, always have it on side A, um, second track. But then like for some reason on the like just Canadian, US and UK cassettes, I think have a forest as the first or the second song. So it's really weird because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't blend in after it very well. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, it doesn't really... (laughs) You, know, you just start to go to it and hear it, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Probably just because of the single aspect, they just wanted to put it earlier in the album, maybe. But oh, so, right, yeah, who knows? Um, I feel like you had mentioned that you really like three a lot, was always one that like stood out, which is uh, kind of funny because in our review episode, I probably uh, guilty of going on the record of saying that it's a bit of a filler song it felt like but uh <laughs> so is that one that you still really feel like is a standout track that you like a lot or? i love it yeah I thought I'd but it's you. only because it's it's in the context of the album yeah and it's also in the context of forever because forever the song to mm. me is basically three right on so if you you know if you break out like if you listen to a forest, like a friend of mine actually, uh, which will be in the movie someday, talks about like when he hears Simon playing a forest and he hits that A to A sharp and he knows that, like, this isn't when we used to see the cure in the 1996 and 2000. Mm-hmm. My friend says, you know, I'd hear Simon play the A to A sharp and I knew that they were going to play forever. And, and that A to A sharp is, is three. You know yeah. what I mean? It's the same. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, 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 that's it. That's all it is. And it's so simple and nothing. But, you know, look, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, I want to play three at my wedding. Right, you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Top five songs you know, by Kira. It's not like, <laughs> wow, if they play that versus, you know, Robert Smith nailing disintegration, the song. Yeah. Live. It's more like a little, it's like a little treat. It's like a... Yeah. Like a, cookie or a chocolate you know what i mean like just a little, little yeah bite. i like that i kind of i kind of hear it also as like after so you like if you look at the again out the, the the record as a full record so a, a reflection starts the whole album mm-hmm. and that's an intro a very good intro song yeah and another thing that got me into that song is when i got the Staring at the seas, the the videos on VHS back yeah. in the day, and you could see Robert, you know, and it's like it just was so sweet. For some reason, just seeing him fucking standing and then sitting down playing his guitar was like, <laughs> oh my god, he's so beautiful. Like <laughs> he could stand and sit. <laughs> oh my god, he's <laughs> incredible. This guy. But yeah, so you know the whole the the whole record starts as a reflection, and they get play for today. So there's this pop song. And then Secrets, I think, is probably the weakest song on the whole record. Yeah. Um, 
and that's like a middle. And then you have an, it's like, it's like play for today and in your house are fully formed songs. Yeah. And the other three are, are not, they're like an intro, a middle and an outro. And so yeah. that's three, three I love because it's not only an outro, but it, then it, it, it has this like that eight, eight sharp, dun, 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 mm-hmm. and then that goofy, boom, 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 boom. it, to me, it's like, I want to flip the record and hear the, the next side. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think you know it's still odd in the sense that it's like so short of a clump to have like intro, outro, <laughs> then flip it here another intro. You know what I mean? So it is like a weird thing, but I, that totally makes more sense too. Just to have it be like a you know then kind of easy back out, then easy in. You know, and it is since uh, those early listens of seventeen seconds, and with the idea of it being fortieth anniversary. Um, do you feel like it's changed much for you listening over the years, if at all? I think it's just, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a, a classic record for me. It's one of my go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, I do see the pull of like the, the face 17 seconds pornography era, like that, that trilogy scene together. Mm-hmm. I get that. Um, Later, like when you were talking about the production of, you know, the sound of Three Imaginary Boys and versus 17 Seconds in Face, I was thinking, I was wondering who engineered it because engineered by Mike Hedges and Mike Dutton on the yeah. record. You know, recently, when last year when the when the Cure got inducted into the Rock Hall, Phil Thornley, um you know, did some Instagram posts, which is so weird that like our favorite bands are like all on social media. But anyway, (laughs) but he was like, yeah, he's like one, once upon a time I was in the cure, a band called cure. And I produced one of the darkest records ever or something. You know, he was saying something he was proud of. Yeah. Now as I, as I'm, you know, older and it's been with me for so long, I think more about the production of each record that's something that just is, is interesting. That's like the only thing that's changed. Like even right now, like I've had these records forever. Yeah. The production, like you're saying for sure is, is crucial and care stuff. Um, yeah. Cause it was like him and Chris Perry credited for three imaginary boys. Right. And he always was a little eh about everything that Chris Perry was initially, they basically banned him from the studio for this one, working with Mike Hedges. <laughs> He's like, you, right. you wait outside. Well, we got this. And, and uh, <laughs> you could tell there was definitely a, a full on vision for this and pretty much all the ones out, out from here, you know? So, um, you know, but I mean, that makes sense. Your band's first album, you're not going to really go in there like demanding, you know, this and that and your <laughs> production credits it's like you're just trying to play the songs best as possible in the band but uh yeah i think mike hedges is pretty rad with that you know and especially the fact that he does faith with them too after this and that's like a really cool leap with production stuff of just you know taking the same thing to the next level without just doing 17 seconds part two you know so right do you feel like there are uh distinct like strengths and weaknesses with with the album is there something that you think stands out that really shows it off the most or 
M at night and 17 seconds all together. It's just like so great. Yeah. I don't know that I could pull that apart. Um, Cause those three, those songs together just start yeah our, um, that was a good little stretch there that's it was something that didn't really dawn on me until this last review we did of it where i didn't realize how much more i like the the end of the album or side b or you know whatever you want to call it but it's like such a strong i think that i think if i had to choose one song it would be at night yeah that's your go to 17 seconds jam yeah but like i said i think with with 17 seconds it's for me, it's better listened to as a whole record. It's just the kind of thing to just put on and yeah, do whatever the fuck else you're gonna do, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's such a such a short like be quarantined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's, it's uh... just so fitting to right now. Yeah, yes. no, it is. It is though. It's it's great. It, it. I did actually think about like. Saying, telling some friends, well, if you've never gotten into the care, now's the time. Yeah, <laughs> start with 17 seconds. Same. But it is one of my, it is like an album. I don't want, necessarily want to say it's the best produced, um, but yeah. but I just, I love the subtlety of it so much. Yeah, it's a strange one that way because there is, it is so like simplistic and sparse but it's like the first stages of atmosphere for the cure so it is like such a cool production thing but yeah i don't know if i like it because you know i'm always torn too like you said with the forest and you know i I like and maybe even like a lot of these better live you know so it's like i was always a little torn because i was like does that mean i don't like the production i like the way everything sounds but for some reason there's something always a little weird about the production where it just yeah but i think it's so much of the era yeah. I mean, you know, like I'm old enough to remember those years in life and that that sound of like I would say even like pornography like you said like it it goes off the cliff and it it becomes so personal that album. Mhm. And where it's like Faith in 17 seconds and he, especially 70 seconds, like just provide a little bit more atmosphere. And it really reminds me of the early eighties when like I saw it, like talk about apocalypse. I, we were all certain that world war three was about to happen. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, re- I mean, if you look at like the records that were coming out and like, I mean, it, it actually like, came to fruition maybe a few years later, like 82, 83, 84, but like, I don't know, just fucking, it's a mistake by goofy-esque work and all these songs about, about the, I hope the Russians love their children too, that stupid Sting song. Like, (laughs) that was, (laughs) that other Major Tom one, that was some weird, Major Tom and Red Balloons and like the Russians, everybody. Yeah, totally. You know, and like it had come, like in England, all the garbage and the punk rock, and then it was post punk, and the ashes were, you know, that whole gray atmosphere was people broke ass and like kids like coming home and not having their parents there because they're both working. And 
you know, latchkey kids. I was a little young for the latchkey thing, but I, re- I, I just remember that time. Like, yeah. it, it just paints a picture of that time period so well. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts on this album and uh, coming back and sharing your thoughts in general with us here on the whole Yower Arusha. It's good to good to hear have you on and hear your voice and I hope you keep safe out Same there. Same to you. So, yeah, I always love appreciate the whole it. Hour. Hey, thanks. Oh yeah, before real quick before we roll, we should uh, we should mention the zine. The newest edition is out. And uh, and it is awesome. It totally is like the perfect yearbook for 2019 and the cure. If anyone is not familiar out there, um, Arusha has put out three copies so far of Push a Cure fanzine, and um, and it's super cool. The the latest edition uh, basically goes through all the highlights of 2019. And um, almost amazing to realize there were that many. Um, re- revisiting it, you're like, wow, this that was like a crazy year for the cure. There's so much stuff going on. And uh, yeah, you did such a great job of putting that all together. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's, it's weird now because I, I, I got inspired at some point, like halfway through the year. I was like, God damn, this year is like, I mean, we had like the Rock Hall and they were touring and parts of the world they'd never been to before and then all of a sudden they're like oh yeah by the way we're gonna put out this uh you know anniversary film oh yeah and by the way we're gonna put out curiosa 25 or whatever the fucking meltdown was there was all these things happening and then they were talking the new album and so on and so forth it was incredible yeah you know um you know with with some hard parts too but seeing like eden step up and so i wanted to record it all and and I got great stories from fans all over the world, which is what I love to do with the fan scenes. And the weird part now <laughs> is that I decided to title it 2019 Dream. Yeah. You know, playing off of 14, 413 Dream, but now that we're in 2020 hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh... Yeah, it really was a dream. It's a really nice dream. Feel free to buy my dream for $6. Uh, yeah, relive the, the magic of 2019. Um, yeah. No, it really, I, I think, uh, I mean, I, I would hope that some people would find it fun to read now than when you're in quarantining at home and. But um, so yeah, where is uh, a good place for people to pick up a copy of this uh, awesome fanzine if they would like to do that? So, uh, uh, two places right now. One is uh, remixedgifts.com, which is an awesome gift site uh, website run by Cindy Gamble, who's a good friend and a Cure fan. Get all kinds of good stuff at that uh, yeah. joint. Check it out. Um, you can also... Uh, Send me uh, six dollars <laughs> plus uh, shipping, but you maybe you can include it in the show notes just to PayPal me at Cure Fan Documentary. Um, but I think it'll be easier for people if you you know you write it somewhere or send. You can check out Facebook Cure Fan Doc, and those are the ways to do it. And yeah. given that people are broke and like the last thing you know, if you if you're gonna buy a potato versus a fucking fanzine. <laughs> right. You know, I'll 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 work with people because I just I would love to get the fanzine out there. Um, yeah, 
But uh, yeah, well, uh, I totally recommend it. And uh, yeah, thanks so much again, Arisha. Good talking with you. And uh, we'll say see you later for now. And uh, hopefully catch you soon. All right. Cool. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, holy hour. <laughs> <laughs> All right, always a pleasure talking with Arusha, and we continue to wish you so much luck, and uh, please be safe up there in New York. Hopefully we can start turning this thing around up there and um, getting some better news, and uh, so please hang tight and uh, and hold hold steady up there, and thanks for, thanks for making the time and talk with us. We always, always appreciate it. Up next, we wind down with... Uh, the night that we did the mystery caller episode, a dear friend of ours had chimed in for us to call him, but we didn't get back to him in time. So he left us this message and it was a very, uh, cryptic parallels of 17 seconds in this, uh, Corona times that we're living in. And I would like to read it for you now and, uh, share his thoughts on how all this plays out and balances with 17 seconds. Track one, just listen to reflection and feel the first sensation, perception of a tsunami, the sirens wailing in the background, the pensiveness of the now. Track two, then abruptly find yourself in play for today. It's not a case of doing what's right, it's just the way I feel it matters. Tell me I'm wrong, I don't really care. It's not a case of share and share alike, I take what I require. I don't understand, you say it's not fair. It's dog-eat-dog for fucking toilet paper and croutons at Walmart. Track 3, reality sets in with secrets. I catch your eyes in the dark. One look relives the memories. Remember me the way I used to be. Where are we? What is about to happen? We laughed, but now what? Where are we? Track 4, holding the course in your house. I play at night in your house. I live another life, pretending to swim in your house. I change the time in your house. The hours I take go so slow. I hear no sound in your house. Does any more need to be said about this monotony? Track five, desperation sets in with three. Track six, the final sound, hopeless, swan song track seven a forest a retrospective dramatization interpretation of the previous tracks maybe closer and see see into the trees find the girl i hear her voice starts to run into the trees track eight acceptance with m take a step you move in time but it's always back The reasons are clear, your face is drawn and ready for the next attack. This is how we are now. Track 9, At Night. Isn't this just the theme song for all of this? The hours go by, you sleep. Sleep in a safe bed, curled and protected, protected from sight, under a safe roof, deep in your house, unaware of the changes at night. 
and track 10. Well, we're dead now. 17 seconds. Time slips away and the light begins to fade. Everything is quiet now. Feeling is gone and the picture disappears. Everything is cold now. The dream had to end. The wish never came true. All right. Well, thanks, Matt, for that super positive outlook. I think this will all work out great now. I feel reassured. <laughs> and, um, sorry we missed you that night. Would have been great to talk. We'll have to talk soon. And I uh, hope you're keeping safe up there. All right, guys. We're going to wrap things up now. But before we go, we got a quick one last little segment from our friend John in the UK. And uh, he wanted to send in his two cents on the song Secrets. And uh, as you noticed through all this review and pondering of 17 Seconds, it's been the one track that nobody quite knows what to make of that song or uh, how to quite put their thumb on it. So uh, we're going to give John the final say on Secrets and uh, hear what he has to say. Hey guys, it's John here again. Um, I thought I'd just come on this episode, uh, since it's a 17 seconds um, themed episode. Um, I, I don't really necessarily have much to say about the album, but there's one track on it that really stands out for me, and I don't really think the guys would ever really do a whole entire episode dedicated to it, because it's quite a short song, but um, for me personally, as a bass player, I, I really love the riff off it, and that's Secrets. I think that's such a, there's just something about that song that's so, um, really sticks out to me. Like, I, I love that riff, and I love the kind of, the simplicity of it, but at the same time, just, just how moody and, you know, I, I think that song really kind of sums up this period of The Cure, and, um, Another band I'm, I'm very fond of is the Red Hot Chili Peppers, of course, and um, John Frusciante, the guitarist, said in an interview once that he took a lot of inspiration from The Cure during the writing of Californication in the Californication album. And um, I think when you play these riffs kind of together, you can kind of spot a bit of similarities in them. So you've got Californication. <laughs> And you've got secrets. I don't know if, if anyone else can hear it, but I certainly can, and that's something I really love from The Cure, that you you can hear them in so many bands across the board. Um, their influences really kind of sink in, and it, it, there's so many bands that I listen to sometimes where you really wouldn't expect it, but you do and it shocks you uh, so anyway um, I hope you enjoy my little off the cuff cover, obviously I couldn't really get anything with the band together because uh, I'm currently on quarantine uh, for two weeks because uh, my son's quite ill uh, with corona symptoms so we're just locked in the house and I thought what a great time to you know get the guitar out and just start learning all these songs that I really, really enjoy. Anyway, that's me signing out. Thank you. All right.
right. Thanks so much, John. Always good to hear you. And uh, I'm sold. I think uh, it's a keeper. So uh, thanks for uh, making sure that's confirmed before we wrap up all this 17 seconds talk. And uh, the Holy Hour would definitely love to send all our love out to you and your family there and hope everybody's recovering and doing well um, and making it through this craziness. So uh, really appreciate you reaching out to us during all this. And um, we hope everybody else is doing good out there. We're going to wrap up with John's rendition of Secrets. Before we roll, be sure to email me at gavinconnor at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, or suggestions for upcoming shows. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you don't miss anything, including some of the oldies we're going to be sprinkling back into the feeds. And, um, you know, follow that Instagram and that Facebook page because that's how you keep track of all this mumbo jumbo is that a term still uh sure why not and uh we're gonna try to squeeze in one more celebration of 17 seconds here before the end of the month i'm not even really sure which route we're gonna take but something will be on there and then we'll start getting back on a normal schedule again maybe so you know when to expect this stuff but i don't know no rules at this point right we're just cranking stuff out and we hope you're enjoying it thanks so much for listening and uh go put on 17 seconds and uh light a birthday candle for this thing it's it's worth it and uh we appreciate it now here's john playing secrets from 17 seconds talk hard Look, relives the memory.